All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Freddie Korea, and you are listening to Thanks for the Invite Podcast. Unless you're watching us on YouTube, do me a favor. If you're listening on just audio, go to my YouTube page, and it's uh, youtube.com forward slash Fred Recker, F-R-E-D-R-E-K-E-R. Go on there, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. Even if you don't watch the videos, just help me out by subscribing and do me a favor. Let's say you listen to the show on audio, right? And you want to give me feedback. Go to the YouTube channel and leave a comment. Drop a comment. This is all going to help the podcast out a lot. Uh, we need more comments. We're getting the views. Uh, surprisingly, now that we're on video, we've been getting about averaging 100 to 150 an episode of views. But like five or six comments, which is cool, but do me a favor and help me out uh, by at least dropping a comment, even if it's a, a an emoji of flipping me off or um, any, you know, a smiley face, whatever you want. Fire, give me fires. I like to drop fire emojis all the time. That's like my, my way of supporting people I like whenever I see somebody posting a show or a video. Uh, a podcast i like to just drop a bunch of fires yeah fire um but yeah help me out with the comments please my friends uh i appreciate you guys also taking screenshots and sharing it with people shout out to the homie ben i met him at Skankfest. he is a photographer he works with video uh production all kinds of stuff his name is benjamin mejia on instagram is ben jamin Vince, B-E-N-J-A-M-E-N-V-I-N-C-E. Woo! It reminds me of that song. R-E, what is it? I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that, who was that? I didn't even spell it right, probably. Lil Boozy, Lil Woozy, something like that. Anyway, shout out to Ben. (laughs) He uh, took some screenshots of the podcast and shared it. I really appreciate him. I have some. Uh, I have some interviews coming from Skinkfest. There's just a lot of videos I got to edit, so bear with me. This week we're gonna be dropping a few episodes. So today on the podcast, I have Cassius Morris. Okay, I've been friends with Cassius since he was. Okay, this is gonna sound weird. Since he was 13, he's been into the whole podcast game. He interviewed Joe Rogan. When he was, I think, 12 or 13 on the Adam Carolla show. Uh, and he talked about it on this episode. So he's going to tell the story of how that came about. He had like five questions to ask Joe Rogan, and it happened, and it went great. So he's been on Joey Diaz podcast before, vice versa. And, yeah, I got to meet him, uh, I want to say, about almost close to two years now. He wanted to do comedy. He ended up doing comedy. He lives up in Canada, in Alberta. And he has an amazing podcast. And his most recent episode, he has Andrew Thorpe Keen. He's had people like Lunell, like I said, Joey Diaz, Ari Shafir. He's interviewed a lot of big uh, comics and entrepreneurs, musicians. So uh, a way that you can find him on YouTube is just by typing in Cassius Morris Official. Cassius with two S's, Morris with two R's. This is a great interview, guys. So I'm excited about this one. Now, I want to give a few more shout-outs. 
Shout out to my homie, Matt Homeyer, always giving me feedback. Uh, he sends me a DM or a text message. Uh, Chabo 101, always sharing the podcast. Grumzilla, you already know. Thank you so much for all your support, guys. Do me a favor. I appreciate the messages, but can you please leave a comment on this episode, please, for the love of God. The last episode with Jeremiah Watkins was amazing. I got a lot of great feedback, but I need the feedback on the comments, please. Uh, I'm begging you. Forget about the Patreon right now. We're going to keep building, and then we'll worry about the Patreon. That's going to come later. I know I already started it, but no one has signed up. <laughs> so right now, I just want to just keep building. That's my main goal. Just keep building the, the podcast. Keep building episodes. And I know in due time, it's going to happen. We're going to get down, and we're going to get around. People are going to show... We're going to show up on people's algorithms, okay? It's going to happen. We just got to keep putting in the work. I told Matt, my homie Matt, he asked me, did I get a spike from Skinkfest? You know, in following, like the following or like people following on social media or on the podcast. A little bit. But I got to meet great people like Ben, you know? Uh, Colin, my homie Colin, who's going to be on the podcast soon. He's somebody that's really motivated into helping us out. He's going to do an episode with Sammy and I. He was on the last episode with Jeremiah Watkins in the beginning. So I met a lot of great people. But it's not about getting a spike so much. It's about meeting these solid connections, these solid people, good people that have good intentions for you and you for them as well. So if anything, Skankfest was... Not just the greatest party in the world in Vegas. It was also one of the ways that I got to connect with people I didn't know or reconnect with some people and, you know, build a stronger bond, I would say. So that's something that really happened uh, out of Skankfest. Uh, I think I got to reconnect with Christine Evans, Rebecca Trent. You know, I had done Skankfest the year 2019. Uh, before the pandemic and it was great I had a blast in New York City and I didn't get to be part of the lineup in Houston I still bought my tickets though I'm like I don't care I'm not gonna miss this party for anything and because of that I got to meet my buddy Colin uh, and you'll hear the story on the Jeremiah Watkins episode I, and we're gonna touch on that as well I'm pretty sure I'm gonna repeat the story um, he saved me from pissing myself anyway uh, that's one of the greatest things. Now, in the last, look, this is a small podcast. Thanks for the invite podcast with Freddie Korea. Is we've been around since 2013, um, but after taking a break and making the transition to video, it's just like starting over, which is okay. Starting over is fine. I've started over many, many times in my life in a lot of things. So if anything, it's kind of motivating to do the podcast now in video. I, I get, I hated editing. I still do kind of, but I look forward to it because, okay, I'll put it like this. Let's just say we're getting 200 views an episode, a thousand views an episode. Those people that leave the comments, those are the people I affected or like they're listening now and they're like, oh man, I'm going to support Freddie. Even if it's just five of you, to me, that's all worth it. That's seriously, I say it with all my heart. Like, uh, I started the Patreon, $3 a month, sign up, 
uh, Fred Wrecker, uh, patreon.com forward slash Fred Wrecker, $3 a month. Um, but if I don't get any of that money, it doesn't matter. It's like $3 ain't nothing, right? But the fact that I'm entertaining you guys at least for an hour or two, it's awesome to me because other people do that to me, do that for me. I got a list of uh, podcasts that I listen to, a bunch of them, you know, Grumzilla, Flashback with the Homies, um, you know, Dave Nunez, Mindless Digital, and, you know, there's big podcasts too, like Legion of Skanks, obviously, Kill Tony, Joe Rogan, but I listen to all kinds of podcasts. None of them come to my mind right now, so I feel like I'm... uh, Trump when they asked him what was his favorite verse in the Bible or something and he's like all of them or favorite book I listen to a lot of podcasts oh um, Sword and Scale it's, it has nothing to do with comedy that's one of my favorite podcasts is about uh, true crime and not just there's a bunch of them with about true crime this is like one of the top notch one of the best my favorite murder that's another one so my point is, if I could just reach a few of you that will uh, support the podcast back by leaving comments, subscribing, just being supportive, you know, that that to me, that's all. That's that's all that matters. It sounds corny, but it, it it's the truth. At times, I think about what if the podcast blows up one day and you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to get canceled. I don't think I want that. <laughs> I don't think I want that responsibility, but whatever happens will happen. But in the meantime, it's all about keep chipping away, keep chipping away, keep doing it. Because how cool would it be that I I could just like one day say, hey, and this is just thinking in the future. I'm just going to go ahead and just dedicate my life now to comedy and podcasts and make my living off of it. That'd be awesome if I could do that. But in the meantime, you just got to put, put in the work. Keep putting in the work. So that's just kind of like my request to you guys, if you can support. I got a, I got some bangers this week. Today's episode is amazing. Uh, the next episode is going to be at a barbershop I did in Reno with my homie Pastor Toon, Sammy Solorio, and Tone, the owner of World Star uh, Cuts. And it's a great episode. We actually recorded almost two hours. We got some bangers coming for you, for you guys. I have like, I have almost 10 podcasts stacked up right now and I don't want to keep waiting to put them out. So I'm just going to start just releasing them a couple, maybe two or three a week until, um, we start building that momentum again. And today is no different than any other, other than this. This is the only different thing. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, I apologize. I've been promoting the video part so much. The only part you're going to get in video is this intro because I signed up for this new server or a service called Squadcast FM, dot FM. It's a great service, but it's too damn expensive. I paid, I signed up for the, it's, it's a, it's a service like Zoom. I'll give you, I'll put it like that. It's like Zoom, except the quality of the audio, the video is way better. They actually focus on on the the quality of a podcast and in case you drop uh, an episode like the internet drops you'll still be able to recover because it's constantly uploading the video now here's what happened i signed up with them and i tried it out 
on this episode with Cassius. I signed up for the highest, uh, uh, what, what do you call it, subscription. It was 40 bucks a month, which is kind of outrageous. 40 bucks to pay for, a, I don't know, that's way too much. And because I didn't click on the, after going back and forth with support, apparently I didn't click on video and audio for the recording. So this episode is only going to be audio. So I apologize. But God, that audio is great. It actually sounds, it sounds like Cassius and I are in the same room. It sounds amazing. So I'm pretty happy about the audio. I'm just going to have to put a thumbnail of our previous episode. We recorded in Vegas when I met him. We recorded outside of a Venezuelan restaurant. We're eating arepas. Oh, that sounds yummy. So it's just going to be audio, but it's going to be great audio. Again, still leave a, a comment on YouTube if you can, please. Even if you say, um, I don't know whatever you want to say. Don't, don't be disrespectful. Don't be mean. I actually be mean. I just need comments, okay? Uh, <laughs> you can tell I'm desperate. So the audio is what you're going to get. Now, after that happened, I, was, I wasn't happy with this service. I automatically canceled. So I'm no longer with Squadcast.fm, and I joined Riverside, which is what I'm using to record this intro. And I got to say, Riverside, man, I'm impressed. In the little bit that I've used it so far, like right now, I'm using my iPhone as my camera. That's why it looks so nice. It looks blurry in the back, portrait mode. I didn't know you could do that. I've learned a lot. They have tutorials. So it's probably a really good option. This is not an advertisement. I guess it is an ad because I did subscribe for... Yeah, it is an ad. Uh, I did subscribe for uh, or join their membership where if you click on my link and join them, I get a percentage if you actually join Riverside.fm. Look them up on YouTube. It's a really cool service, and it's a great alternative to Zoom because the audio and the video is great. You have soundboards. Check this out. I'm not even going to – I haven't uploaded my own personal soundboards, but I guess I could do um, transition, I guess. That came out through my speakers. I need to fix that. But here's here's another one. So uh, I wanted to buy a, a roadcaster like my homie Grumzilla. It's like now I don't have to. I got a soundboard right here on my screen. So I'm looking forward to making more podcasts, remote podcasts with different guests and seeing what happens out of this. This this seems like uh, something I'm, I'm really going to enjoy. And I already paid for the whole year. I'm sold. Riverside.fm. So if you just record audio. Do you remember when I used to record Anchor, on Anchor, having guests? You could sign up for free on Riverside.fm, and it's just free. I'm not going to get commission on it. Just do it. If you just do audio podcasts and you want to have guests, try this out. It's a free account, and you can record, I think, unlimited audio, and it's going to sound amazing. I almost said a, a bad word, but I can't cuss in the intro. Well, I guess I'm 15 minutes into it, so fuck it. They say you shouldn't cuss in the first five minutes because it messes up with the algorithm. I don't know anything about this whole algorithm, okay? Also, shout out to the other Thanks for the Invite podcast. We're going to do a podcast, Swapcast, soon. 
and uh, uh, I forgot his name, but they have a great podcast. Check them out. Thanks for the my podcast. Uh, I think they're just TFTI podcasts without Freddie Korea. All right, guys. Cassius Morris on this episode. Holy shit. I am excited. Let's do this. Let's do a transition sound. All right. Enjoy the episode. Hell yeah. I uh, I ran to go get me a black shirt. Rocking and rolling. And then I'm... And then I'm being decisive over it. It's like I have probably over 30 black T-shirts. Legend. I had to take a picture of us, by the way. So that that's why I got the phone up. I had to take a picture of us. There we go. Yeah. Do it for the story, bro. You know, we got to keep people updated. When I'm talking to Freddie Correa, people got to know. You understand me? I had the squeaky share. He's ready to rock now. <laughs> Man, I just got a new chair, dude. I was sitting on a folding chair for fucking years, and I got this like like six, seven months ago. I finally got a real office chair. I'm like, Jesus. Oh, a folding chair? Like, uh, like a, just yeah, straight up? straight up folding chair, dude. Like, and, and I actually, like, when I was in my parents' place, I would record in the corner, and, like, I literally had this foam just in a corner, so you couldn't tell, but I was literally, like, fucking boxed in. It was insane. Damn. Now you got yourself a, an office chair, huh? Finally, man, and, and a bit more space, too, so it's... uh. It feels better. Lizzie got herself um, like a pink gamer chair. Right. I've been seeing her content, man. She's been killing the you content, dude. I'm, I'm subscribed. Yeah. You know me. I'm subscribed to you both, man. Oh, thanks, bro. Um, she's she's uh, one of the main people that inspired me to you know, jump to video podcast, podcasting. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the main reasons I started because I took a break. You took a I'm break? So yes. So what, what happened with the break? You know, Lizzie and I did a podcast back in January. We did a, a swap cast. And I had told her my goals for the new year was to start a Spanish podcast and to start doing Spanish stand-up. Wow. The third one was to switch, um, not switch, but like add the video portion to the thanks for the invite. Um, and this happened back in January. Well, right in the beginning of February, my dad passed away. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. And man. thank you, bro. And, and you know, I went through a, a depression where I was like, I'm not going to quit the podcast, but I do need a break. Absolutely. And I, I couldn't take a break from stand-up. Um, in fact, that same, the very next day I went to do stand-up, I had to do, uh, uh, I had a show already committed to. Wow. And uh, it helped me, man. You know. Wow. Okay. You know how people the the saying uh, laughter uh, was like it? it heals everything Heal. or heals all. It heals yeah. exactly. So I've always I've always felt like ah, just a cliche or whatever. But uh, it, it helped me a lot, man. Doing stand up comedy helped me get through it. You That's know? wild that it actually helped you because I was I was gonna ask like what what it was like. But I mean, so did it continue yeah. to help you as you did it? Yeah, yeah, go, continue man. to help me, and uh, just kept writing, kept working on stuff, and um, I got to say, one of the things also that motivated me to keep doing stand-up, uh, I think it might have happened, I don't know, but I might have taken a break from stand-up too, however, I knew Skankfest Las Vegas was coming right. to town, so I'm over there at the comedy club, at the gym, just working out, working out. And, and finally, I got a good video to, for the, uh, the audition. 
Dude, and you guys went crazy at Skankfest. I was seeing all the posts you were putting up. I was like, this man, you must have a clone. I was like, this man is everywhere right now. <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah. insane. It, it, it was it was crazy, man. Um, you know what's cool about this festival is that it's all in one place that has multiple rooms to perform stand-up or podcasts. Oh, wow. I think this time they had five or six different stages, including a ring, a boxing okay. ring. Okay. <laughs> That's insane. So dude. they had... Yeah, man. They had music. Um, they had podcasts. They had a lot of things going on at the same time. So I was just popping into this room, popping into that room. And they even had a, a podcast recording booth. Dude. And uh, I got to record with Jeremiah Watkins. That was pretty fun. I saw those photos, man. Dude, Jeremiah is such a nice guy, by the way. He, he's like definitely, I, th- I would say he's a class act when it comes to the world of comedy mm. and like all those guys. So. I mean, dude, would you say Skankfest would be worth making the trip from Canada? Because, like, every time I see the photos, I'm like, dude, I wish I was out there. Dude, you read my mind. One of these days, right? It, I mean, dude, it has I, to you happen. You read my mind. Got it. Okay, so that's one of the things I had planned to talk to you about. Okay. Um, a buddy of mine told me, he, he gave me an idea to go around interviewing people. My buddy, Colin, who I met at Skankfest uh, South last year. Okay. And uh, he gave me the idea to... Just go around and asking people what's their favorite thing about Skankfest, this and that. And I thought of you. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what you like when you would just call different podcasts and interview people. Like when you called Adam Carolla right. and you interviewed uh, Joe Rogan, right, on the podcast, you know. And I was like, I was like in Cassius Moore's mode, you know, <laughs> my guy. <laughs> but, but, dude, I was like, Cassius needs to be here. You gotta, you gotta be at the next Skankfest, bro. Dude, listen, um, I appreciate that, that you even thought of me in that environment, man, because like that's the environment that yeah. makes me feel alive. And it's like ultimately when I see, you know, guys like you out there doing it, hitting it with, you know, six hands, it's inspiring to me, mm-hmm. you know, it mutually. So it's like I love to see it. And uh, yeah, I mean, dude, yeah. Big J, Big J was there, obviously, right? Yeah, he's actually one of the first persons uh, I got to interview. So Lizzie was walking with my iPhone and I had bought this little Bluetooth uh like wireless, right? Dude, uh, the microphone. Dude, I literally got two of these today. Yes. These are perfect. Yeah, Propel. The, literally. Yeah. You got two of them? Yeah. Is it the one that two of them could connect two to? Two of the... them with this piece. Yes. Yes. Sir. yes. <laughs> Amazon. Shout out Amazon. Dude. Hey, no free promo. Unless you got a link. No free promo. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, those things are, are great. I use it for stand-up too. Like nice. to record my sets. It's it's great to to capture uh, the audio because I record every set, um, and and it just dawned on me. I'm like, um, why don't I just use this for interviews? And I used it like a little microphone. That's it, dude. Big J was one of the first persons that I ran into. Nice. As I'm going back to the venue from the hotel, and uh, you know, I, I made it where it's catchy. You know, I'm not gonna invade too much of their time. And I say, hey, can I interview for 30 seconds? And nice. I kept my word. You know, Dude, that's the short, solid, unless Because at the end yeah. of the day, these TikTok guys, you know, in LA and shit, like that's that's what they do. They'll run up to you, give me ten seconds, right? And it's like, you know, back yeah. in, back in, I remember like you know five years ago, ten minutes was considered a super long time, even five years ago. But it's like now, a ten minute yeah. interview in person on site, that's like, yeah, that's in, that's hard to get, you know. So yeah, I, th- I think that's a good approach, too. Man, I've ran into Big J. I've never like got to sit down and talk with him. But I've ran into uh-huh. him, I think, every time he's come to the city, man. Like, literally, I'll, I'll be walking. Really? Yeah, just I'll be walking around the club where it's at here. 
And I seen him smoking one time. I was like, what up, Jay? <laughs> and then I saw him another time. And I just was like, what's up? And I'm like, man, I wish I would have known in advance that he was coming. So it's like, I, I would love to connect yeah. with him one day. I'm, I'm a fan. Absolutely, man. I, I, I think he would. He's definitely a, a very approachable. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be somebody solid that you could go up to and maybe do a little interview or connect with them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think if you were to come out to Skankfest, whether you buy a ticket or um, uh, maybe apply for some kind of media pass. Right. Uh, I think the, the way I did it, okay, and I have I have my day job, you know. Um, I saved up money, Lizzie and I, and back in the day, we used to save up money to go to like places like festivals like EDC or Coachella, right. you know. Now it's like, okay, as soon as Skankfest is over, I'm putting away 50 bucks of this paycheck, 50 bucks. And next thing for you know, you for the next one exactly yeah. dude it doesn't and, have to be uh, so short term when you're trying to do that in like a you know a five month span or like a four month span it's hard as hell to save yeah. but dude you plan a year in ahead it's you don't got to put much away you know it, it's Each it's time. it's like it's so easy to just put away a little bit at a time exactly and my approach was all right i'm gonna apply i'm gonna try to submit the video for the audition to be part of the lineup but I don't, I'm not going to miss it for the world. So right. I, Lizzie and I bought our, ourselves some tickets, my friend Sammy and Tito. We got four tickets ready to go. I am probably the only <laughs> comic that paid and oh, got in damn. the lineup. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody's like, you, you bought tickets? Like, <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't sell them. I was trying really bad, yeah. like super hard. Cause this is probably out of all of them. It's probably, it was probably the most expensive. It was 450 this time That's around. That's insane. For three days plus a kickoff party. But you got to think about it. It's like you're not just going to a comedy show. You're going to an event where like-minded people that love comedy podcasts, uh, the comics are all hanging out with everybody in the crowds. Yeah. It's not like, uh, like you know, like at a comedy show, sometimes the comedian doesn't come out because yeah. he doesn't want to. And then sometimes they do. They do meet and greet. This is – they already know. They come in with the line, mindset of uh, I'm going to I'm gonna get approached and they're going to ask me for 50 – hundred. They're coming to tonight. meet people, essentially. Exactly. I love that. Man. So it's like it's like a meet and greet and everything. So it's so uh, cool to see yeah. that. And like at the end of the day, too, you know what it takes to put that on to have such a big space with so many different. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's people pay that price for a music festival, right? So like, why not? Why not pay it for comedy? And I think it's. It, would you say that there's going to be more festivals for this for comedy, man? Because I feel like people should start, you know, making more festivals out here. I I think people are going to see how successful Skankfest is that other festivals are going to kind of uh, learn from it and yeah. imitate uh, some of the things they do. And I'll give you an example. Uh, the the thing I said earlier about it, all of it being in one like giant venue. Yeah. Uh, when I went to New York uh, in Brooklyn, it was at this place called the Brooklyn Bazaar. It had three, no, four stages, three stories, and it was all in one place. Wow. When I've been to other comedy festivals, it's usually spread out. They've had one in Vegas that was a pretty cool comedy festival, um, Crapshoot Comedy Fest, I believe, and another one in Cali a while back. But the way festivals are, comedy festivals are usually, they they have them at this comedy club and at this venue, and you have to like take an Uber yeah. from place to place. It's, it's definitely it's spread it's not out. like a little strip, right? Like it's so it's it's right. hard to find something like that. I see. Yeah. Yeah, and then when you buy, like, for for example, the patrons, the people that want to go see a show, they look at the website and they say, okay, T.J. Miller's going to be at this venue, so they buy a ticket for that venue. Right. It's not a 
all access all pass, so to speak right yeah where you could go to all the rooms so this is what makes this festival Damn. so much nicer it's like a haven um, man it's like a haven for comedians yeah yeah it's awesome and, and the networking part of it too i i got to meet great people they put uh me in this room called the tank and it was this big old theater man and i honestly thought we all had the inside joke oh we're gonna tank we're, <laughs> we're gonna, gonna tank, tank. It. Yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna bomb the next room over there's the bombing room uh, it's like what the fuck <laughs> yeah it's like they put the up and coming comics in this room but not just the up and coming bro brian holtzman was in that room ari shafir what? different people that's insane and yeah so i got to perform like four comics after tony woods wow you know okay. you've heard of tony it woods right yeah i've heard of him the legend the circuit right and yeah and he's uh dave Chappelle gives him a lot of credit mm. for his cadence you mean like okay he learned a lot from tony i woods. haven't really tony seen his woods. material but i mean you know i've heard people working at the clubs yeah. definitely who love him he doesn't even have uh i don't think he has a special when he went on Rogan, Rogan kept telling him, like, you should really record, man. You should get on social media. And he started getting on social media, and I believe that's the plan. I think mm. Dave Chappelle in the future is going to produce his oh, man. Uh, special. That'd be really Just cool like he did see. with Earthquake. Yeah. That's badass. Yeah. Does, so I got to pr- Dave does a lot of producing oh, now. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's he's paying it, you know, paying it for the people that, I don't know if that's the term, right? Yeah. Because the people already helped him. Yeah. Like he, 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 Dave Chappelle is such a success that it, it reminds me of like Tiffany Haddish too. It's like, you didn't just become famous and leave all your friends behind. You're going to help everybody else to bring them all with you. She needs you know? some help now. Yeah, she does. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not touching that though. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, fuck. <laughs> but you know, like she brought in Godfrey um, and all these comics on uh, this special called yeah. Netflix. Uh, what is it called? Um, on the day ready or something like that and it was a group of comics that like ida rodriguez was one of them and godfrey and and she, she you know she produced this to help them out because they don't have the same spotlight that's it that you know that she had like she blew up you know same with cat williams um, man he's, he's brought so many people up like you know i, I talked to lunell and she was saying like you know oh, yeah. he literally never switched up never turned his back never started taking longer to answer phone calls and it's like that's i respect the, the hell out of that when you hear that about a comic yeah yeah i saw i saw uh the lunel interview that was pretty cool i it cracked me up when you asked her about borat too yeah. she's like oh i wasn't in that i don't want to talk <laughs> yeah, about she's that like, hey, i'm not touching that one no she's hilarious because like she tells her how it is right and it's like she's you great. can ask her whatever you want but she may or may not answer you know like she's not going to sit there yeah. and try to filibuster so Right. I appreciate that, man. And dude, all the all the legends you have on your wall too. I can't like I actually just expanded the view of my browser here, so I'm I'm actually able to see more. I see art oh, really? and shit. Yeah, I see myself now. Yeah. So there you go. You but, see yourself on there. You're I, on I mean, the on the wall of fame right there, bro. Definitely. But I mean, I'm not touching Ari Shafir. I'm not touching Joey Diaz. You know. So uh, you got a good collection there. Shout out to Ari. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, I mean, these are people uh, that you've had on your podcast. You know, I'm super proud to to be your friend because. Um, you know, you you've had Joey Diaz. You've been on Joey Diaz's podcast. Yeah, you've had Lisa. I I, I believe you had Ari. By the way, yeah, right? I had him. Actually, that was uh, back when I was doing the comedy club at uh, the Comic Strip podcast. Sorry, the co- the yeah. comedy show at the Comic Strip podcast. So 
they would actually hook it up. They would try to get each headliner to talk to me every week. Probably similar to what you're doing at the LA now, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, which is, um, yeah. I would recommend that for anybody who's got a podcast. Like, you know, if it's a music show, try to find a venue to send you, you know, the independent bands or like the, even the big bands who are coming every week. Same with comics. Yeah. But yeah, like, it's, when I talked to Ari too, it was funny because. I remember I had like some bud for him and this was before it was legal. So I was like all scared about bringing it to work and shit. I think I was like 17 and like I had it like at the bottom of my sock and like double bagged in like a little bag and I like, gave it to him after the podcast. And then at yeah. the end of his show, like hours later, he was like, all right, guys, we're going outside to smoke. And I saw in his hand, he had my bag and I was like, yo, Ari's about to smoke my weed. I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, I really hope he enjoys it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was so I've been yeah. such a big fan, but especially when I was young, man. Like I think you're you're a bigger fan of anything you're a fan of when you're young. I think you know what I mean. It's like it's that fanatical, yeah. and I still have it. But when you're young, it's like it's it's intense. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you feel like people grow out of it sometimes? I think it, like how it just how evolves. has it happened with you? Well, f- it evolved. I think some some people don't. You know, like for mm-hmm. example, like. Some like some Kiss fans just collected the same way as I did when I was fifteen, and they never stopped. And like that's cool, that's yeah. great. Um, but you know, for me, it's like a sp- I think the working with a lot of them is it was the piece that maybe I have that a lot of other people who don't grow out of it don't have. And same with mm-hmm. you, right? Like once you start meeting all these guys at clubs and stuff, it I'm sure it maybe makes it a little different. You you can't. It's hard to idolize someone you've sat and spoken with and broken bread with as much. But I right. think you still look up to them just as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, I, I have an example of that. Uh, Edwin San Juan, uh, who was my mentor for many years, I was a huge fan of his uh, before I did comedy. I saw him on this comedy special by Asshole Comedy Slam. Okay. Maybe seventeen years ago. And when I moved to Vegas, it turns out that he moved to Vegas around the same time. And I started working the club that he was a resident headliner at. Mm. And I, I, at the same time, him being one of my comedy idols, uh, I was working with him closely now. So it, it, it didn't change my respect, but it was just crazy. Like you said, the evolution, it evolved. Exactly. And and up to this day, I, I have so much respect for him. We keep in touch, you know. That's the yeah, thing. It's but, like it's you know you always have the respect and you know i think it's it's really interesting though especially when you work like i think when you, when you do like a meet and greet with somebody i think it's so much different like you know when i was 13 meeting kiss like that carried on you know even till now like if i saw kiss on the street today i'd be freaking out probably so it's like it's just one of those things right different yeah i found out i found out man uh i, I became a total little fangirl uh at skin fest when i was doing these <laughs> interviews Part of it was the alcohol, right? So if you if you see like the most recent episode I did, uh, where Jeremiah Watkins was on in the intro, I I did a a little a couple snippets of interviewing Bobby Kelly, Joe List, nice. Uh, who else? Brent Ernst. Uh, oh my God! Oh, Louis J. Gomez, and like for example, Louis J. Gomez started cracking me up, and <laughs> I I'm just like giggling like a little girl. I was like. <laughs> I look back and I'm like, oh, I'm such an idiot, you know? Oh, like, it's hard though, man. Like, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't get super nervous every time. And like, like, you know, talking to some of these guys, like, you know, you mentioned the Joe Rogan thing. Like, I mean, yeah. I think I was sweating out of every fucking pore in my body when, when they answered that phone call, dude, because, you know, stuff like that. Right. And, and I wasn't even in the room. You know what I mean? How did this come about? 
the Corolla thing, like, yeah, it was interesting, man. So I guess I first called Corolla out of nowhere. And then I told him I wanted to be a professional podcaster. And he basically told he, he this is literally what he said. He, he reenacted a phone call of me calling my father and telling him I wanted to be a professional podcaster. And then his response as my dad in this role play was, you'd be better off doing gay porn and you'd make more money and get more successful <laughs> and hang up the phone. And I basically, I, I remember being like, I should just, I get it. Mostly went over my head at 15. So I just laughed it off and he said, okay, you really want to interview someone? We got Rob Cordry, the actor coming in. Do an interview oh. with him right now. Show me that you can do an interview. You got five minutes to write some questions. And uh, put me on with Rob. It went all right. It went good enough for them to have me back. Adam was like, I've turned the corner on you, Cassius. That's what he said. He's like, I've turned the corner on yeah. you. So then uh, I think I just called them back. And after that, the producer, Gary, started emailing me. And he said, look, we'll do a little segment. We'll have you email some pe- uh, interview some people. And eventually it uh, was Joe Rogan. Wow. Was he in studio? Joe Roman? He was, yeah, with Adam. And uh, it's funny because I asked two questions. Th- this is like when you talk about like being like a fanboy and shit. Like, I yeah. asked two questions about Joey Diaz out of my three questions just because I was such a fan of Joey Diaz. And once I asked the second one in a row, there I heard like, what is this, a Joey Diaz podcast from Ball Brian in the background? <laughs> so like, that, that's where my fanboy shit, you know what I mean? It has affected me in the past. <laughs> Yeah. And you, you oh, guys yeah. see me with Rogan too, you know, when I'm trying to get the interview and shit, right? So it's like when I'm running up to him in person, I just put that video up again and like I saw he that. wouldn't even roll the window down and shit. So it's like it's it, it just depends on who it is and the circumstance. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. So in the video, you went to the press conference for uh, UFC. Yeah, it was the weigh-ins. Ah. Yeah, I went to the press yeah. conference as well, and but he wasn't there. And then uh, mm-hmm. we went to the weigh-ins. He was there. Mm-hmm. We went out. All the UFC fighters were coming out super, super cool, rolling down their windows, saying what's up to everyone. Steve Wonderboy Thompson said what's up, and he did a little thing for the show. Invited us to Boston Pizza. Like, they were so cool. <laughs> Rogan comes out. Yeah. I see him in the back of the car. Now, like, in the video, you can't see shit, but I was right there, so you can see him. And uh, yeah. he was sitting in the back with someone. And just to add some context... We had been tw- like we had so many people tweeting him, putting at Joe Rogan on comments on Instagram, Twitter. It got to the point where he likely could have seen it because we even had people like he was following who were doing it. So mm-hmm. it like he may have seen it. We were emailing his manager and shit. So once I got up to the window, I saw him talking to the guy next to him after he looked at me, and he like said something super frustrated. He was like, like probably I I imagined it was like I don't know this dude won't stop tweeting me or some bullshit like that. And then he looked over at me and he did like a very condescending wave, like with a, he did a super fake smile and he was like, basically like that, like, uh, hey, fucko, uh. basically. And I was just like, Mr. Rogan doesn't feel like talking, I guess. Like, what else am I supposed to say, you know? Yeah, yeah. But again, like, I'm not mad at that. Joe Rogan doesn't owe me a damn thing, dude. And I'm running up there with a microphone. He doesn't know who the hell I am. I could be crazy. I could be some lunatic. I just believe in shooting your shot, you know, but you got to shoot your shot, dude, out here at all. Exactly. And that's good to have that mindset because too many people would have a chip on their shoulder no. and they'd be like, oh, Joe Rogan was a dick. And it's like, no, it's uh, it, it, I don't know. Maybe he had to take a shit. That's the <laughs> thing, right? Like, and that's the thing. And, and again, he doesn't know who I am and, and that's okay. It's right? a lot of protein. You know, <laughs> I, you know how many times I shit myself a year? I Three to four times a year. <laughs> and, well, uh, if I up my protein intake, I should at least be able to hit those margins. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> somewhere in the Freddie uh, Rogan margins. <laughs> but you're right, dude. And, yeah. and at the end of the day, I still have just as much respect for him. And everything that yeah. dude does makes it easier for you to do what we're doing right now, for me to do what I do. And I got nothing but respect for the man. So it's like if you're out here with yeah. a chip on your shoulder, you should really examine yourself. Should eat it. That's right. Exactly. Fucking get us a little <laughs> snack in you. And maybe you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's kind of like uh, Big J. Uh, I don't know if, if you listen to Legion of Skanks podcast. But I have. They, you have. Good, good. Uh, well, there's been some parts where they're kind of, you know, jokingly trying to get Joe Rogan's attention because he hasn't had them back in a while. Right. And And it's like if they don't take it you know for real like oh joe rogan's too good for us no they, they're kind of joking around like when they went to do the podcast uh joe rogan shot a bow and arrow and then big j's like oh i wanted to shoot a bow and arrow can i can i shoot a bow? <laughs> you know like, like he's showing them around and and he's like man it was like a it was like that kid that you go over his house doesn't let you play with none of his toys right you know? he's like you can look at but, it <laughs> Yeah, you can look at it. And then and after he shot the bow and arrow, he's like, all right, you guys ready to podcast? Or like, oh, no, I think he went and hit a, 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 a pool. He was playing his his, his pool. Oh, eight, pool and Yeah, okay. With the pool table. Yeah. And then he made a, a, a ball, like a cool trick shot. And then after that, he put the, the, the stick down. He's like, all right, you guys ready to podcast? And they're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, he made a podcast. trick shot in front of them? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, as he's showing them a tour when he was in L.A. And so ever since like it's been a while the only person that keeps going back is dave smith right. out of the three right so they've done some like joking around like joe rogan doesn't want his back and all that but but then whenever big j comes up or lewis like louis ck was on it recently and he brought up lewis j gomez and it's like joe rogan will say oh i love lewis yeah he's right. hilarious you know he'll say it's just that there if i could imagine if i was joe rogan all the comics they're coming out with new specials every other month, right? Exactly. Everybody, like everybody, he could only like really do so much. He's only one person. So it's like one of the things he says on his podcast constantly is like, man, if I only had the time. That's it. This guy is a full-time dad, full-time husband. This guy got 40 po- jobs. Podcaster. You know exactly. what I mean? Like it's, it's unbelievable. It's and when, when you look at, you know, it's like being Michael Jackson in the 80s. You know what I mean? Like, he can't give an yeah. endorsement to every singer. He can't be on everybody's song. But at the end of the day, you yeah. know, he probably wished he could. You know, but when you're at the top like that, I think it's good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even Logan Paul was, you know, doing some video talking about, like, Rogan hasn't had me on, this and that. Yeah. And, like, he's arguably one of the most famous social media personalities on the planet. So it's like for right. – I think that's what comics need to understand. He'll get to you. And, mm-hmm. and I really appreciated what Logan Paul said. He said, I'll give Joe a phenomenal reason to ask me to come on the show. And mm-hmm. that's my, he said, my motivation is to give Joe that reason. And I said, that's right. a beautiful way to bless it. That's awesome. How great is that? It's like, that's kind of the way I see. Um, I No, not kind of. It is the way I see comedy. Uh, I, I, I There's certain peers of mine that started comedy after me and they've surpassed me. Right. And instead of being like, man, why are they getting that? Why are they, you know, I, I don't get that. No, instead, I need to keep creating waves. Exactly. You know, start with the ripples and eventually they're going to, you know, spread out enough where people are going to notice you. And one of the things that I've heard um, Fluffy talk about, Barry Katz, mm. I believe Barry Katz, yeah. be undeniable. Right. Exactly. Dude. Get to that point where no matter what, you know, 
people are going to ask you to, hey, be on my podcast. Hey, come do my show. And it's just about creating ways, right? Just keep working hard, not being bitter about stuff. Man, that's what I love about stand-up, too, and, like, the whole craft of stand-up and why, like, I, you know, have been so interested in it for so long is, like, it's action-based, too. Like, you get exactly as much as you give. You can't do it from home. Like, things that you can do from home can get muddy because, like, if you're writing music, you can, you know, fuck around, smoke half a pound of dope, pass out. You know what I mean? Like, you can do that with stand-up, too, and not go to the club, I guess, but it's like, you got to get up, go to the club, you got to write your material. It gets you in order and shit. You know, so it's like yeah. it's it's a beautiful game, and like, uh, yeah, one I'm considering definitely. I'm not even considering. I'll, I'll be back in it here soon. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I I remember when you came to Vegas. We did that podcast outside of the Venezuelan That's restaurant, right. and uh, that was one of the things that we talked about. And almost immediately after. You went in and did some open mics. Yeah, dude. Exact man. And I gotta thank you for that. You you guys helped light a fire under me for that. And like I just realized there was no excuse and you know, getting to see the environment and stuff of Vegas and the different clubs and you know, shout out LA yeah. Comedy Club, all that. It inspired me and, and I think the main thing I'm looking forward to is like and I think I, I got to identify what was throwing me off about comedy and I realized it's mostly about where I'm located. It's not about comedy. Like, right. I joined this scene. I started working at that comedy club here, the biggest club in the city, when I was 16, like, newly 16. So it's like, I mm-hmm. obviously didn't conduct myself as an adult, nor should I have been expected to. But yeah. the thing is, people still remember you that way. It's like trying to get your aunt, aunt and an uncle to take you seriously. Be like, yeah, I'm a serious performer right. now. They're like, okay, honey, I still remember you when you were shitting your diapers. I'm not going to see yeah. you as a serious comic. So I felt like I... I didn't almost give myself or get a fair start in a sense to like actually show who I am or who I was going to end up being as an adult in the comedy scene. And yeah, so I feel like, you know, I'm looking at making a move in a year or two to a city like Vancouver, potentially like Toronto. I'm going to stay in Canada for Mm -hmm. now. And then I want to really hit it hard, man. I just don't want to do it in a place where I'm held back by my past actions, if that makes sense. And not to get into it, we don't have to. So there was some stuff that. It's just you don't conduct yourself professionally when you're 16. Like, mm, I ask, like, you know, mm. I ask anyone, imagine yourself at 16. Yeah. You know, like, like people would give me props and say, like, when I was 16, I could never do what you were doing. But like, still, you just don't know sometimes, you know, how to exactly. Yeah. So it's not like. I would conduct myself, you know, in with poor behavior, but it's just like you're always going to be a 16 year old. Yeah, you're always going to be put in that mold. And yeah. uh, I find it, you know, a lot better to just avoid that. I, I would, you know, even when I did the stand up here, I went to a random club, didn't tell anyone I was going, didn't really know the comics. And that's the way I want to do yeah. it. I don't want to, yeah. I guess I don't want any judgment to affect the craft. I just want it to be another that's, random guy. <laughs> that's one of the things we talked about on, on that episode we did is because I, I made the mistake of inviting so many people that it could give you a sense of false hope Yeah, if you do good. And, and I didn't bomb until my third time doing stand-up when no, none of my friends showed up. Right. And and that's when it hit me hard. And it, you, when you bomb, you feel like quitting. You feel like disappearing. Like, ah, oh, man, I don't want to exist right now. Like, this is terrible. And it's one of the worst feelings uh, until you bomb enough times where you start embracing the bomb. And it starts helping. And when you find out people like Joey Diaz, him talking on a podcast with Lee Syatt recently, talking about getting bombs out of the way. Yeah. It's like, this is a necessary uh, 
uh, attribute of stand-up. It's like exactly. you got to have those bombs where you don't do good. So I think the way you're doing it and the way you want to do it, not bringing people, that's perfect, man. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse than bringing like a girlfriend. Right. Let's say, uh, and then you eat shit. <laughs> exactly. And, she, and, and then you smell like shit for the rest of the night. <laughs> exactly, dude. That, it, it, the stench is still on me when I leave the club. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. dude, that's the thing. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's, I feel like positive or negative can impact it. You know, I don't want to deal with any, any of that type of stuff. Like to give you an example of what I'm talking about, my first time going to meet most of the big, most of the prominent comics in the scene, they were doing a, some guy was doing like a documentary video on me at the time. So I walk in here, they don't know who the fuck I am. Nobody's ever met me. And I got a camera crew and I'm on stage doing shots with the microphone, walking in here like this place is mine. They're like, who the fuck is this guy? That's what I mean. Yeah little things like that it's like i never really got the chance to just walk in and, and let, let them see who i was so yeah i'm really really anxious to get to a new city and just like just get out there man and like hit it hard because i feel like i understand comedy now and i want to be the type of comic that shares experiences more than tells like ri- like jokes per se like i want it to be funny yeah. but guys like joey like he's just tell- telling us his life man like yeah you know he has a lot of great jokes but at the end of the day i want it to be experience based and like also you get to live a little yeah. more when you live a little more you have more to talk about <laughs> exactly so yeah, yeah that's man. that that's gonna be i think very helpful go to a new city yeah you know i'm overdue um, man it's been it's yeah. hard here dude and there's you know it's just it's not conducive to really artistic people here like this is sort of like a it's a oil country that's what they call this area oil country so it's all at uh alberta Alberta, yeah so it's oil yeah. people it's it's construction workers it's basically <sighs> if you don't have a job in the trades you you're non-existent uh, and that's you know god bless them but yeah. it's not fueling my fire what part of Canada is that? Is that central? Uh, that's Western. Or, so, but literally, dude, Alberta's an, Western. An hour and 10 minute flight, I'm in the heart of Vancouver. And Vancouver's hot for comedy? It's, it's incredible. Like, that's where I went to see Kill Tony. You know, they got a lot of clubs. It's not quite comparable yeah. to Vancouver, to, to, to Toronto. Vancouver has right. about 2.5 million people. Toronto has about 6 million. So, like, Toronto is the oh, wow. hotbed in Canada for sure, dude. So Toronto would be like the New York City of comedy. Absolutely, like there's a lot of comedy. It's like a there. small scale New York City. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I have a um, a buddy named Trix. I don't know if you've yeah, heard of definitely. him. Yeah, definitely. I met Trix. He's he's a killer. Yeah, he's he's a cool guy for sure. This guy's gonna blow up, man. Dude, he's nuts. I've seen him taking yeah. pictures with Drake and shit. I'm like, this dude is yeah. this dude is really out here. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, we just did a a showcase. My buddy Sammy and I for keenan thompson from saturday night live nice dude and i think i saw those photos oh you did so yeah yeah Yeah, and uh tricks ended up winning he went to new york city he ended up winning the whole thing dude it was amazing amazing man so so they gave you like uh it it was a headline spot at a a new york club yeah carolines wow dude the the infamous carolines (laughs) yeah yeah i want to go in there man i heard like chris rock will drop in there yeah that's one of the big clubs out there that's insane. Um, but moving to Vancouver would be a great idea because it's just a great place to live. I'm not too familiar, uh, but I mean, you got Seattle right over the hill, right? Exactly. That's another hot spot. It's an incredible place. The only thing that's the issue is, you know, the homelessness, crime rate, drug rate. I mean, is like, mm. 
I think it's in Vancouver also. In Vancouver, I think it's sixty-five oh, wow. to seventy percent of violent crimes in Canada happen in Vancouver every Damn. year. So it's like it, it's a it's become very different. Like I was there three and a half years ago, four years ago, mm-hmm. and my buddy passed out. Dude, this dude took a two thousand milligram edible. Oh wow! So he just passed. That's I told lot. him. I told him we, we're not going to have a night if you take this. He passed out at the hotel. No. So I said, I'm going out to yeah. do photography. <laughs> I was walking around Vancouver two thirty in the morning alone. I felt so safe four years ago. There was, I felt like I could walk around this major city in the middle of the night. We go. We me and my girlfriend went there a month ago. Mm-hmm. It is like you're in downtown LA, dude. People openly shooting up, smoking meth, crack, walking around with like knives, skid row. literally. But. It used to be contained to one part of the city. Now it's just mm. everywhere. You know the what pandemic I mean? It, dude, since changed the pandemic, a lot of cities. it's insane. I don't know what it's like in Vegas, but. I think the money in Vegas has kept a lot of that shit out. Yeah, dude, it's like they do the a crime. good job of at least keeping keeping it, making it feel safe. Right. You know, like. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, the the tourists are so important for Vegas that. You know, I mean, every once in a while you get some crazy shit yeah. out of the blue. Like we just had a stabbing, right? Yeah, you know, on the strip. But for the most part, there's a bunch of cops around, and oh, bro, even at Skankfest, it's like you have to pay the money, pay the 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 fees, the permits. I saw a bunch of cops out there, and same as Houston, they had a uh, uh, those rent a cops in Houston, the ones that are not cops, but they they carry okay. weapons. See, and- they don't they don't have that here. Oh no, no, they don't. So, so is that? Oh, it's wow. like a well. Here they have a peace officer. So like they have ranking legally, they could arrest you, but like they aren't cops. So I don't know if this is similar. Similar. Okay. Um, I think these guys they get hired. Like I don't know if you ever seen those videos of those um, people impersonating cops. Yeah. Um, I go on a rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, those, trail, are, just, those are so fun, man. Honestly, <sighs> I, the, the police videos. Oh, yeah. I'm addicted, but like in general. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but the ones that are impersonating police, because here's what happens with a lot of like securities, like people that carry weapons. They're people that sometimes, um, no offense to them, uh, they couldn't make it to law enforcement. Right. So, so they have this power trip, some of them, and there's these videos of these dudes just pulling over other cars and they have, uh, the amber lights or, but they're not the right they're not colors. Legit. <laughs> yeah, because they're not allowed to have the certain police colors. Right. One. And I just love watching these videos, man. It's so funny, like, the way these guys will pull over people. And anyway, that's what they had in Houston. I noticed it because these cars, they had the, the flashing uh, amber lights. Is that what it's called, amber lights? Um, I'm not sure, fucking, but they actually, I would assume so. They were just blue. Oh, just so blue. they're not allowed to. They're not allowed to have blue and red. Okay, because then they're impersonated. So Dude. they were, and they closed out streets. The no name and they brand had, police. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They use those guys a lot for uh, escorts too, like to escort, like in a funeral. I've seen that guy on Doctor Phil who was going insane. Who was who was a funeral escort? Oh yeah, he was like, uh, but he was about like, dude, his his bike. I, they they showed his bike and it looked like a police bike. And he goes, "This looks nothing like a police bike." The guy's delusional. He was like, "I don't know what you guys are talking about." I was like, "Dude, I would literally pull over if he was behind me." Like, yeah, yeah, ridiculous. That happens a lot, man. And it's scary because if they could do it, that means any, you know, fucking, you just mentioned Amazon. You could get anything on Amazon, dude. Yeah. Well, dude, I've been seeing people impersonating delivery people now. 
Oh, and they'll yeah. fuck with you when you open the door. So it's like you gotta be you gotta be sure what's going. Yeah, you know, expect that package, people. Yeah, man. Uh, I got my cameras and everything. Yeah. Um, not as far as I know, I haven't had no one jack me. Knock on wood, right. but um, what's nice? <laughs> another plug for Amazon. If they jack you, it's like they send you something else. Yeah, no questions asked. Seriously, <laughs> I saw some guy said uh, Amazon asked for proof that I didn't get my package. He just sent them a photo of his empty hand. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good, dude. Can't argue with that, <laughs> dude. Um, I mean, I mean, I think the pandemic. A lot of we got to acknowledge there was a lot of good things that happened out of it. Like came out of it. Oh yeah. Um, more people with podcasts is one of them. Yeah. Uh, but one of my favorite things about the pandemic is the services, like food services. Now you have a bunch of different delivery oh, yeah. companies. Um, you could you could buy your groceries almost for the same price that you would instead of spending all this time at, at Walmart or you know now you could get it delivered by different grocery stores yeah it used to be like you there was this one called it's still around called shop a cart or whatever they charge you up to ass but yeah. now you can get like almost anything so one of my favorite things is food delivery um but even that sometimes they fuck it up well yeah you know i've had some bad ones they, man i had i had one on the other night I, I ordered some food before i went live and i literally ordered it at 4 30 i was going live at six at night yeah Six, like, dude, I literally had to delay the six o'clock stream. He still wasn't there, so I had to flame the dude on the stream when he came. I was like, I answered the phone. I was like, bro, I was like, come on, man. You know what I mean? I'm like, two and a half yeah. hours, dude. Like, damn. And he's like, rush hour. I'm like, dude, it's the middle of the night, man. Like, I guess four thirty is rush hour, but fuck. <laughs> two two and a half hours for a delivery? Yeah, dude. And I'm like, look, what'd you order? It was like, like just a bowl of rice and shit. You know what I mean? I'm like, it, it was nothing, <laughs> man. So I was like, you yeah, know, like, dude, that's like, I'm a nice guy and shit. Like, I won't be mad at you. If you're like 10 minutes late, but dude, two and a half hours, I was like, that's you know, a long time. People dude. in the chat, like, why is he delaying the stream? I was like, cause fucking, cause fuck skip the dishes. That's why I was like, they're a terrible company <laughs> in Uber Eats. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, uh, have you ever done this? Lizzie and I, this happened not too long ago. We, we were out and about and we're like, Hey, we're not going to have time to make dinner. We've been running errands. Uh, let's just order some food. And the way I have my setup, I have a little dinner table outside the door. Nice. Like that way they don't put it on the ground because ants. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Get it right and on that table. Put it on the table. Sometimes, oh my God, the, the, the shit I see on my ring camera, it's like um, sometimes I've seen them put it on the table and then they grab the table and put it right by my door. It's like, how do you think I'm going to open the door yeah, now? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> they're, they're barring I'm you gonna, out of the house. Like, <laughs> I'm going to tip over. I had to go around the gate. And come around, grab my food. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you were inside. Jeez. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. So so that was one time. Or, or sometimes they see the table there. I have the instructions. Leave it on the table. And they still put it on the ground. You know, Damn. or. But anyway, this time. One job. One just job. put it on the table, please. <laughs> you know. And and I understand. I'm not, I don't get carried away with the condiments, the packets. You right. Because nowadays with the pandemic, they staple the bags. So. They have. They just go grab it, bring it to you. That's that's, it. that's it. all their job. They don't know anything about so, what, what's in it or what. Right. So uh, I'm always first of all always make sure I leave a tip because uh, my friend told me that when you don't leave a tip, they more than likely um, you're 
order could be tossed around to different like people would be like decline decline yeah. so i i left the tip and these guys this, the guy was so fast i think we we're at walmart or something we get home and we're trying to beat it so we could be in the house before they show right. up but we ended up showing up at the same time yeah. and i'm like ah, oh, this is awkward like i don't know why it was awkward it's just weird it's just weird because you guys are yeah right expecting to, someone to open the door and then some guys like parking their teams like hey man <laughs> it's like what <laughs> it's just a yeah throw-off, you know it's a throw off it's like uh you're the guy delivering my food i'm the guy that ordered it. it's like I, I don't know it's just awkwardness so <laughs> lizzie and i just went around the cul-de-sac and we just sit th- sit, sat there and we're like why is he still in his car what the <laughs> oh hell he's he out doing? there still <laughs> Yeah, because now we show up. Now it's going to be more awkward. Why were you at the other side of the street? And then <laughs> yeah. you showed up. He had dude, another he side up, deal. <laughs> yeah, dude, he, he he went, dropped off the food, went in his car, and he just parked blocking our driveway. And he's just on his phone. We're like, Jesus. What the hell, man? Those, those services, I feel like it's people are having time to settle in now, and like they're getting some shitty workers. You know what I mean? It's like, honestly, I've been having more yeah. trouble with those delivery services lately, but... I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, the pandemic brought a lot of good things. I, you know, I basically got my job out of it, right? Like I'm working yeah. at a place now where I'm one of, you know, they have a lot of different branches of the company, but for the main branch, everybody used to work in one office. So everybody I work with lives in the same city and I'm like the only guy who lives elsewhere, but we're all working. And, and that's Mojo yeah, TV. watch Mojo. Yeah, and Mojo TV watch is Mo- uh, the main initiative that I'm working on, and so that's basically like if you guys ever go on Roku TV, you know, you see all these channels. Basically, Watch Mojo, which is the company that if you guys have ever seen a top ten video on YouTube, Watch Mojo created that style of video. So right, uh, it's basically I like, love those videos. They're addictive, man. So it's basically like a top ten channel, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So you know, I got my job. It's it's interesting. I'm not sure that a remote job with this company would have even come up if it wasn't for the pandemic because everybody, you know, yeah. there were no remote workers. So it's right. It's crazy to think, man, how much it changed. See, that's another great thing. Like, um, that, you know, innovation, was it innovation, innovation, man, innovation. That's it. Um, innovation is like when people come up with new things out of crisis and, you just like this right here, like you being able to produce, you, you already produce your own podcast. You got the equipment. So what, what were the requirements to work with Watch Mojo? It was definitely the equipment. Yeah. Like they wanted someone right? with their own setup, someone who knew how to record and just have that done. Um, and also yeah. someone who had like just lots of knowledge of music. Cause you know, originally I got hired on for their music podcast. Um, yeah. so yeah, they posted the ad. They were like, do you love music and are you a podcaster? And I was like, okay, well I should probably apply for this. Um, so yeah, <laughs> definitely went in there and it's been fun, man. Like as the title has grown, you know, we're about to hit episode 100 of the music show, but we're also working yeah. really hard on the TV channel. The TV channel just premiered in the UK and like, we're getting a lot of really good feedback. So we actually put the podcast on the channel as well. So it's, whoa, yeah. So it's like, I, you know, we get to host stuff right on there and it's, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, man. So it's, uh, I'm just really, really glad that we're doing it and thankful to, you know, to have the opportunity. See, this is so cool for, you know, all the hard work you've been putting in all these years since you were a teenager. How old are you now? 23 going on 24 now and next week. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it starts paying off and you start seeing the fruit of your labor. Right, man. Dude, it's it, it's yeah. insane. And I appreciate you saying that, man, because it's like, it, you know, I, I put up the clip today 
of me when I did the, the TMZ live thing and they asked me what I did for a living and I said podcaster. That was a complete lie, dude. That was in 2018. I think I was probably unemployed at that time. Like, what do I do for a living? Jack shit. Um, and, you know, not to knock that, you know, I, I'm just saying that it feels really good to actually be able to say some shit like that for real now because, like, there were yeah. times where I wasn't, I was like, is this going to happen or not? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you start speaking things into existence, you know. That's it. Whether it's, it's not happened yet, but it's your desire. That's you the know? thing, dude. And and I also realized the thing that I realized too is it's about gratitude for where you are because your appetite will always grow. I can guarantee you the people mm -hmm. that we think, whether it's, you know, a guy like Rogan in the music space, you know, guys like these rappers or whatever, like once you get that million followers or that million views or that million streams, you start to wonder mm -hmm. what it'd be like to get two. And then when you get two, you yeah. start to wonder about five and then ten. Your appetite's yeah. always going to go. It's just about appreciating where you're at because, like, you know, I could tell you 10 things I want now that I don't have, but I'd rather tell you 10 things I have now that I appreciate. Not to sound corny, is, but I'm just I'm trying to stick it to that mindset. That is really cool. Um, I, I learned that from Steve Simone and oh, yeah. Lee Syatt when they, I don't know, when they used to do the podcast, they would start with what is one or two things that you're grateful for? Nice. That was and a buddy show, or I, it was uh, Steve Simone's show. Yeah. Uh, Good times Good with time, Steve Simone. Right, yeah, and when Lee used to be part of it, they would always start off with, "What are you grateful for?" And it's one of those things that I'm glad you're talking about it because it, it puts things back into perspective. When I'm feeling down and when I'm feeling like oh, I ain't shit, um, I start thinking, "Okay, well, what am I grateful for?" I have a wonderful wife that supports me. She has my back. You know, we've been married for 17 years. Not a lot of people can say yeah, that. That's a, in this day and age, especially. You know, yeah. And uh, I have no kids. I'm grateful for right. that. Hey, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll add to that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that. That's cool, man. Well, okay. Let's try it out um, with you. Let's let's I just gave out two of them, for example. Okay. Give me two things you are grateful for. Man, this is perfect, dude. I'm grateful to have so many incredible people in like the online community to interact with, like people like you, people like everybody in the music stream, just all the comedy guys like Joey. You know, it's just mm -hmm. a, every day when I wake up, I'm looking forward to seeing what one of you savages is going to be doing. And like that keeps me going to know that everybody else is on their toes. And honestly, man, like a support system is the second thing I'd say. Like I have an incredible family. I have like an incredible you know girl like probably my first you know actual healthy relationship that wasn't like toxic fun you know what i mean like an actual good relationship <laughs> yeah which is i'm very thankful for that man because like it's it's definitely been helping making me feel more centered so to speak yeah that's great man and and it, it's that unity um that we have like uh online the online presence like the the members of uh Uncle Joey's group on Facebook. Exactly, all those guys man. and girls. And I don't know all, all of them, but I you. still look forward to. I know their names. Yeah. You know, like I look forward mm -hmm. to seeing what they're going to say, what they're going to do. And it's like, 
yeah it's incredible it's incredible every day especially with the music stream that i've been doing man it's it's uh yeah we've been fostering a community of artists every week who sends their music in and and we react to them live and they give each other feedback in the chat and it's like people have actually started making songs together and then they send it into the stream and stuff and i'm like the fact that it's being made from the chat it's it just blows my mind man so how how does how, is this one of the shows that you're doing the the live reaction? Yeah. So basically, I, I started it as a one off. I was just had an idea yeah. one day. I said maybe if you guys send some music in, I'll react to it live. And we had like uh -huh. over a hundred people the first time, which was Dang. big for me because I had been experimenting with live streams for a year. And dude, there were times I'd have literally zero viewers. Yeah. Because like my channel yeah. has made a big jump too. Like beginning of this year, I only had the you know two three thousand subs and stuff which is great but like it, it was definitely lower than what i have now now i'm closer to 10 and like i'm trying to hit 10 before 2023 Damn. so it's like that's my goal but you know i was doing streams where like the peak viewership was two people so it's like yeah. i knew there was something there and mm -hmm. then we're at the point now man we're doing it weekly we're having special guests we're having people from the industry and uh it's just like it warms my heart, man, because like some of these kids will literally tell me your shit's keeping me off the streets. Like being in the stream every yeah. week is keeping me out of trouble, and like I can't tell you what that means. Dude, okay, so that's great that you have this uh, new, um, like a spinoff of your podcast now, right? Yeah. Per se, um, I thought of a guest for you. I just interviewed this this comic named Don Jameson. Oh, dude, yeah, Don is amazing, man yeah he's from that metal show absolutely yeah and and i got to meet him uh through butch bradley uh oh, who's, shout who out you've to butch, interviewed man. Butch is yeah the man. yeah man and uh so don was in town and I, I, we've hung out like twice and you know when you have that conversation with somebody and you're like man i wish this would be recorded we're yeah. having such a great conversation and he's really good friends with uncle joey yeah and jim florentine out there in jersey so all three of them go out and do their you know comedy out there once a week or more Uncle more Vinny's. than once a week sometimes uh, yeah nice yeah. man i've heard some, I, some I don't positive know if, things yeah i i don't know if that's the place where uh he joey has his residency it might be but um, it yeah so they get together and you know or like they go out to the city and like him jim florentine and uncle joey are really close and so is don jameson with jim florentine right. so like that they crossover. have that yeah so it's and he knows so much about music he was in town to do comedy and to go see alice cooper that night oh dude man i got to meet i did like a, a little five six minute thing with him because i saw him at zach wilde's show oh yeah he was opening for zach wilde so i got to like i had my little mini mic and i got to do a little thing but to actually sit down and do it for real and get him on the stream would be actually a great idea and i got to talk with florentine yeah. too he was a really yeah. nice guy man like i got a lot of respect for florentine i would say he's like when it comes to the comedy, like again, just a class act all the way around. Yeah, class act. Yeah, and and, and the music side because they're such yeah. huge fans, you know, of uh, rock and roll. And it's like, it's it's amazing. Um, I I couldn't even enter that world of uh, even to pretend that I knew what I was talking about. You can, well, because you know, it's insane, you don't pretend. Man. You know your shit. You know, <laughs> I appreciate that, man. But you know what the crazy thing is too is that. For me, the big struggle with my content was balancing my love for rock and my passion for making content on it and also being more current. That was the big yeah. catch-22 for me, dude. And literally, like, I remember there was times where I was doing rap content and it was just crickets. Now, mm. with the 
the new stream, the fact that there's so many rappers sending in, I've had some people be like, I have a rock song for my band, but it may be like, you know, not hip hop enough for your show. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm even hearing this because like I was an all rock show. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. it's just about that evolution, though, and not getting so, trapped. Um, on your show, is is it mostly independent people? Yeah, independent artists. It's all sending the people in? who send in. It's all independent, and then we'll have like wow. some major label people come on as guests, and then we try to make yeah. it so they're giving the indie guys advice. You know, like we try okay. to ask all those questions about, and then we'll we'll also play their work and have them react to it. So like we have a lot of cool guys. We have a guy, a, a painter, coming on. He was actually the opener for Kiss, dude. Kiss had a painter oh, wow. open for them uh, on this last tour. A, a painter, a painter, dude. He does a thea- He's a theatrical painter. He will literally. They play music. He'll talk into the mic, get the crowd hyped up, and he will paint mm. uh, the most gorgeous like portrait of somebody you've ever seen in two minutes yeah. in front of you. Oh wow! He'll paint Jimi Hendrix. Somebody will say, "Paint Gene Simmons." He'll paint Kiss right in front of you, and he'll do it with his hands. So like we're gonna have wow. him on and stuff, and you know he did. I actually did seven official videos for the rapper Juice World, who's now passed away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it's you know I'm again like you talk about fusing the music with the art, like yeah, it's been that's pretty cool, man. Thanks, man. It's thinking outside of the box too. Um, what you're doing, especially making it live and having people from the industry, that's really cool. And who knows, you could always branch off to different reaction videos. Exactly. Uh, it could be whether it's comedy or it could be reacting to a TikTok video or, you know, I don't know. There, there's so much to that you could nitpick and, and do things that could branch out, out out of that. There's a lot of opportunity, man. And that's the thing. Like, you know, every once in a while, I'll react to a TikTok on that stream or I'll do something like that there. Mm-hmm. Oh, But I'm really yeah. thinking of giving it its own home and trying to maybe start something else, you know, like we were talking about where i could maybe bring comics maybe be more centered on that so like my whole content mm-hmm. right now and my whole show is going on an overhaul and like a basically an evolution right now like the stream is one aspect but my main recorded shows as well you know they're going through an evolution because i just i feel like you just need change man just like you you know like you took a break you came back you re-examined your mm-hmm. game plan i feel like that you yeah shake the snow globe sometimes Mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah, man, absolutely. Um, and let let me see before we wrap up because we're about to hit an hour. I wanted to touch on some on one of your posts that you put a while back. Sure. Um, you had said uh, you speaking of Michael Jackson. You had posted a lot of people sleep on off the wall. Yes. Uh, right. Oh my gosh! And, uh, I feel like because that everybody album, talks about Thriller. Man, it's an underdog of an album, dude. And it's like yeah. I feel like it's so authentic. It. it the other stuff he has is so like polished and so big. It's like almost enigmatic. Like it, it feels like the song is like this tall, but that album yeah. feels like it was a hungry artist. It's not like he really had to be that hungry for that long. He was famous since he was born, you know. But mm-hmm. it's like I just feel like yeah, dude, that album was hard, you know. Yeah, what's your favorite uh, songs oh, off of the album? I can't help it, dude. That's on it, right? I can't help it. Let me see. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my favorite yeah. song. And then what does it start with? Rock With You? Rock With You is a good one. I would one. have to say that one, man. Like, honestly, dude, that that's those songs are just just quintessential. It's it's crazy. The, it's only 10 songs. Um, there's uh, Working Day and Night. That's Incredible, a really good one. Dude. 
uh, one of my favorite out of that album was She's Out of My Life. Yeah, man. Well, I remember my dad had the deluxe version of Off the Wall, too, when I was really, really oh, young. Yeah. And he would play it in the car, and it came with some commentary from Quincy Jones. And Quincy oh. Jones was talking about being in the song, watching Michael cry over and over again singing that song. And I, I think that that is not only why I love this album so much, probably, but also like was a massive part of my musical development. I was like, yeah. I was like, who's this guy? And my dad was like, that's the producer. I was like, well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like that was probably my introduction to production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quincy Jones um, wasn't he the producer or the executive producer of uh, Epic Records? Yeah, and I mean, he he did TV stuff. He was a producer of Mad TV. Like he he was a you know, it's still a legend, and even The Weeknd, who obviously sings a lot like Michael Jackson, he had Quincy Jones on his new album. So, I mean, still really? active, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, The Weeknd is great, man. Oh, I, wow. I, um, You know, a lot of people like to shit on Super Bowl performances. Yeah. But his performance, I thought was pretty cool. I thought it was really good. I'm a huge his, fan of uh, The Weeknd, man. Like, I think coming out of Canada, too, like, I'm so proud to see guys like The Weeknd, guys like, you know, Justin yeah. Bieber, Drake. These guys are taken over the scene and i would say next to the international artists like k-pop and you know like the latin music yeah um you know next to that they're the biggest in the world so it's it's insane to yeah. see in the comedy world too i mean you got people like jim carrey yeah man mike myers dude i mean mike like myers. All the, i could i could go on for days um yeah it's it's yeah it's the comedy scene especially you know norm mcdonald rest in peace right like mm. the, the legend yeah. i was a big fan of norm mcdonald dude i mean i you know yeah. it's just ridiculous <laughs> the stuff he would say same here i don't got him on this wall but it's in the living room i should move it over man here. you saw you uh, found Artie. Artie's like a rare pokemon dude i can't believe you spotted Artie in the wild <laughs> <laughs> that's that's legend yeah. man yeah. i'm a huge fan of Artie lang dude i would love to just shake that dude's hand and and just yeah. tell him what's up man Dude, that he's he is so funny too, so funny on podcasts, and um, he's one of those gems, man. Like Artie Lang, um, I remember when I first heard of him was I was a kid watching Matt TV. Yeah, you man, know? dude. He, I mean, and he's he came a long way. I mean, he's been through so much adversity. I'm not gonna say you know he's the number one upstanding citizen here, but I find his story inspiring and like in some ways, you know, it's also tragic in others. I wonder where he's at yeah. now. Is really what I wonder, but. I've heard he's been sober for a long time. Good, man. Yeah, he's been sober. I don't know if he's still doing his podcast. Maybe he is. But, um, yeah, he, he was on Legion of Skanks, I would say, a few years back or where he was already sober. And he was still hilarious. And Joey it's did crazy his how, show recently, right? Like, it was like a year ago. Joey did his podcast when you had it running again. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's crazy how there's some comics that they go, they become sober um and they they're still killing it like yeah. one of the people they keep bringing up is david tell he yeah. quit drinking and now he's like everybody says he's way funnier he quit drinking i'm very surprised to hear that but i'm happy to hear that several years back um ron white is another one i never th- dude when i think of those guys the first thing i think is <laughs> cigarettes and alcohol so that is phenomenal yeah. to hear. <laughs> like, i'm out of the loop with those yeah. two <laughs> now david tell does smoke okay a lot. yeah well yeah okay yeah okay thank god <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, yeah i didn't approach him <laughs> i didn't approach him at skinkfist but uh oh he's such a legend i just like it's it's one of those things where sometimes i've had it i i in different skinkfists um because i've been to four but sometimes i'm like i don't want to bug them i don't want to you know and that's one of people like 
he's a god to me. You know, dude. I'm same like, with ah. me and Stanhope, man. I I think I bugged him for a picture. But, like, I think all the staff was getting them, like, when I was working at the club. So I was like, okay, if all the staff oh, yeah. is getting them, I'll take one. But, yeah, like, you know, guys like that, I don't want to bother. You know, I, yeah, I've seen some pretty, you know, and even Big J, you know, like, I just said what's up to him. But, you know, what do you want to do sometimes? Stan Hope, Stan Hope is, uh, he's a people's person. Like, he'll sit there and chat with you. Yeah. You know what? He was, he was nice. I actually did get a photo with him. Yeah. And he's, uh, yeah. I mean, that guy is, like, again, talk about a rare human being. You know? Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. Man. Yeah, man. Well, bro, thank you so much for uh, jumping on here. Uh, I know we had to reschedule. I, I had two different events. I had Skankfest and then a trip to Reno last weekend. So this was perfect, man. It, it worked out perfectly. And and uh, I'm obviously going to plug your all, all your information up front. But uh, what's what's one of the best ways for people to find you on the Instagrams, internets? Freddie, I appreciate you, man. Uh, you guys can check me out online. The YouTube channel is Cassius Morris Official. I'm on all uh, platforms. If you can't spell that, just look at the title of this episode to spell my name. And uh, yeah. yeah, man, listen, other than that, I just appreciate Freddie coming on and look out uh, for our next episode. I got to get Freddie on yeah. the stream here. So we're going to look at doing that here shortly. So make sure to hit me up. Yeah, for that. I wanted to pick your brain more, but this is, if anything, this is good because it leaves more for the next episode. Exactly, man. So. We're just getting started over here, people. You guys know us. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. So cool, man. Well, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast, brother.